January will be all about looking back to 2020 and I had quite a lot of features or should I say awesome episodes prepared for you to enjoy. Turns out that in the middle of all that scheduling and writing almost ended up forgetting about one of the hand that feeds HQ's best features. The hand that feeds HQ awards. I was initially going to make a dedicated video for these, but then it hit me. I will be commenting on your choices, so that video will be basically a SEO lounge episode. Thus, last minute, this episode was recorded on January 4th, 2020. I wrote a quick script based on the article version you can find on the website if you look for the Handed Feeds HQ's Awards 2020. So strap in and be ready to revisit your favorite releases by your favorite male CU. No rankings, no popularity contests, just pure love for music and Japanese voice actors. Let's kick off this episode of CU Lounge. Welcome to Seiyu Lounge, I am your host Vanessa and today I will be talking about this year's edition of the Hand That Feeds HQ Awards. For many of you this is the kind of episode in which you go, what the hell is that? Fair enough, the Hand That Feeds HQ is not a big, massively popular website and the Hand That Feeds HQ Awards are not as noteworthy for you as other Seiyu Awards. All fair arguments. Still, this is a treasured feature at the website in which I hand over to you the power to choose your favorite CDs of the year by your favorite solo artists, bands and seiyuu units. There are no popularity contests, no rankings or at least the only ranking being made is the most popular CD within a seiyuu or band's repertoire in a given year. This is going to be quite the long episode so grab a warm drink and a blanket and join me exploring the winners. Let's kick off with a look at the solo artists. Shotaro Morikubu with Way Out Shotaro Morikubu's 2020 wasn't the best if you look at his sales numbers, but the quality of his music? Off the charts, in my opinion. Way Out is the most voted release of his with 76.9% of the votes, a resounding yes to a single that was intricate, incisive and with a clear message on top of all those cool shredding guitar riffs and growly passionate vocals. Just like you, Way Out is my favorite CD released by Shotaro Morikubu in 2020. On heavy rotation on my side, yet I still wonder how it didn't fare well on Oricon's charts. It sold below 1,000 copies in Japan. Commenter Reiko said, I enjoyed I'm Nobody and loved Panic Kitchen, but every song on the Way Out single spoke to me hard. I am a musician myself and I learned all right within a week. This is what music is all about speaking to our soul, resounding with you, and for those that are talented, inspire them to learn the songs and play along to them. I will assume you learned all right on guitar, if so, that's awesome. 
Those guitar riffs have a proper 80s hard rock flair that I love. I would really love to nail those on guitar, however I am at a pretty basic level as a guitar player, so I can only imagine how awesome it is to play alright. If by any chance you learned the song on drums, then hats off to you. Those are some intense drums the song has. Simple progressions, but packing quite a lot of power through that bass drum. Thank you for your comment, Reiko. I feel like Shotaro Morikubu is highly underrated, despite being a complete singer-songwriter. So whenever I come across those of you that are passionate about his music, I can't help but to have a smile on my face. Add to it badass and creative fans that are musicians and yeah, Morikubu has quite the awesome fanbase. Soma Saito in bloom. Soma Saito took 2020 by storm with his sophomore album In Bloom. I've talked plenty about In Bloom on episodes 21 and 22 of CU Lounge and went for a lengthy review on the website. Thus, I bet many of you are already pretty familiar with my stance about this album and what Soma Saito pulled off with it. With that in mind, I won't go beyond a simple introduction of the album for those that may be catching this episode and say you lounge for the first time. Bear with me on this one, okay? Emotionally stripped, refreshing and tasteful in its music compositions, In Bloom is a powerful and emotional album that counts with intricate lyrics, spotless production plus mixing and passionate performances making use of a big chunk of Soma Saito's vocal range. In Bloom is one of the best, if not the best, album released by a Japanese voice actor to date. Many fans have found themselves with their emotions all over the place while listening to this album. Its darkness and melancholy pull at your heartstrings, even with the album counting with carefree songs ballads and sexy loungy tunes to ease a bit that pain. The full range of emotions and how well the songs were put together, mixing and mastering included, make for each listen of In Bloom to be an emotional roller coaster. Unfortunately, without a definitive, happy ending. This is the hand that feeds HQ's album of the year and Soma Saito is your 2020 artist of the year. In Bloom is an absolutely flawless album, an album levels above the quality that music released by Seiyu usually has. Commenter Raimi went for the bullseye. All of In Bloom is truly beautiful and has a very nostalgic sound that takes me back to my childhood. The emotional backing of every song takes you for a ride. There are songs for fun, for sadness and for reminiscing. Hearing Soma finally expressing himself clearly with his music is why I also treasure this album. Thank you for your comment. I feel the same. Being from the same generation as Saito, born in the early 90s, I find a lot in his music to be nostalgic. After all, Saito is channeling a lot of his music influences in this album and Many are foreign artists that kids born in the 90s grew up listening to. The Cure, Oasis and Pornography are big influences. Then you have the naughty influences of Maroon 5, 
when the band actually performed good music, the Stokes, Block Party and more serve as a solid music foundation for this album. I assure you that if you were born in the late 80s, early 90s, In Bloom is certain to be really nostalgic. And I agree with you, every song is a stop in the journey, and that journey gets progressively dire as you reach the end of the road. It keeps you on your toes for the whole duration, waiting for it to end on a good note, only to play again with your emotions. By now, Somasaito's fans are well aware that he likes to go for dark compositions, but also lyrics that make you vulnerable, that explore weaknesses, that are melancholic. Man, Saito is all in for the revival of emo rock and I am all for it. Tasuku Hatanaka with Dying Wish Tasuku Hatanaka had quite the odd year. I've said it before, but it was really an odd year. He was pretty active starting from the summer season. He released three singles, History, Dying Wish and Promise for the Future. Out of those three singles, your pick is Dying Wish. The single's title track was featured as the opening theme for the crime, mystery and psychological anime Moriarty the Patriot. This is my 2020 anime of the year pick. Been a long time since I had last watched an anime from the perspective of the anti-hero and I love these kinds of stories. Bonus points for it being an adaptation of the Sherlock Holmes books and having a stellar cast and awesome animation. The anime ended up being underappreciated but if you can please give it a look if you're a fan of mystery anime and or the Sherlock Holmes books. Back to what I was talking about. Dying Wish turned into a fan favorite, with many overseas fans finding about Hatanaka in the process. On my side, I didn't consider Dying Wish as a well-accomplished single. History is my favorite single of his, released in 2020. Dying Wish has plenty of flaws in its mixing and mastering that make the title track's chorus take the oddest and most untasteful turn. Going off-tempo and off-key in the instrumental for half of the chorus is really something. I went over Dying Wish in its review on the website, I'll leave it in the comments in case you are curious about the issues that I am talking about. But this is me going over the technical side of that song. For many of you, the chorus may sound a bit quirky or you may even be okay with it. As weird as the arrangement and mixing for Dying Wish was, it was good to see that more people found Hatanaka because of it. He's been going under the radar for too long, I dare say due to Lantis's inability to steer him through a consistent path as a singer. I will say it again, Hatanaka made a solo debut in 2017 is yet to find his trademark sound. This is odd at best, bad news at worst. And as a fan of him as a singer, I can't help but to wonder how come a music label such as Lantis doesn't know what concept to hand to Hatanaka for him to follow. That is if Lantis doesn't want to give him complete freedom as a solo artist. 
Then again, we don't even know if Hatanaka wants complete freedom as a solo artist. We also don't know if all this inconsistency is something that he wanted for his career. If you see the other side of the coin, it could, with some effort, seem like he is betting on showcasing versatility as a performer more than settle for a specific image and sound. Could be an interesting idea, however, we all know that we identify artists for their quirks and sound. If you don't have a sound that you can call yours, well, fans will be less likely to be interested in checking whatever you release. Either way, Hatanaka has got plenty of good songs in his repertoire and has an amazing voice and technique well worth supporting. Commenter Migimi26, apologies if I mispronounced your name, said after learning about him in A3 and that he did the opening for Moriarty the Patriot, I was obsessed with the anime and the opening is one I would never skip. Thanks for the comment. Funny fact, due to how far back I was in my backlog of CDs to review, I had to avoid the opening up until the anime wrapped up its first cure. I got pretty good at spotting when the song was making its entrance and when it wrapped up. If you listen to episode 18 of Seal Lounge, you have to follow the 90 second rule and you're in the clear. Mamoru Miyano with Zero to Infinity Mamoru Miyano was quite active in 2020. He released two singles, Hikari Sasuhoe and Zero to Infinity and held his first ever live streaming show in December 2020. Out of both releases, you picked Zero to Infinity. Zero to Infinity was Mamo's return to his top form. At least in my books, it was. As a longtime fan of Miano's, I've enjoyed quite the various changes in his sound and image, as well as the tone he wants around his music. However, in my 11 years following his career, I had never found him so inconsistent as in the last couple of years. Some of Mamo's fans will say, but his music has always been good. I beg to defer. Love Mamo's music, but I have to admit that he's had highs and lows in his career, like all artists have. And certainly going the K-pop route has been the lowest he's gone in his career. I've said it before, but he's losing his individuality, that unique sound and image he had that made many of you fall in love with him as a performer and singer. Well, this is a controversial opinion, but honestly, Miano is at his best when he doesn't want to forcefully cater to new, younger fans and just does his thing. Look at Beautiful Doll and Hello. These are songs that I'd say have that Mamo flair and image. Not the title track as much as I loved it. Commenter NT said, This is my favorite CD. Mamo sounds so good in all songs. I love Zero to Infinity, the MV is too cool, and I was especially surprised with Beautiful Doll. Miano showed a completely new side and I loved the fact that he wrote the lyrics in English. His English pronunciation improved a lot as well. 
Thank you for your comment, Auntie. I have to agree with you, Beautiful Doll was quite the surprising song for me as well. I was not expecting a ballad and much less with lyrics in English and even less with lyrics in English written by Mamo himself. Quite the feat and the performance itself is genuinely good. I can safely say that for once I didn't need to check the booklet to understand the English parts in Mamo's music, which is a testament to how much he's improved his English pronunciation and how much attention to detail he had for this song. Daisuke Ono with Stargazer Daisuke Ono wasn't the most active in the music industry in 2020. However, Stargazer alone was more than enough to impress his fans. Rock, funk, disco made their way into this album and lit up the dance floor for Ono D's fans. Entertaining and overflowing with energy, Stargazer was a pretty good entry in Ono D's repertoire. Commenter Danny said, Ono D's Stargazer is one of my favorite CDs. I've lost count of how many times I've streamed it on Spotify. Thanks for your comment. Good to see fans streaming music. It doesn't pay much to the voice actors, but it's so much better than illegally downloading the music. Good job, Danny. I haven't reviewed the mini album yet, so I can't say much, but color me intrigued. Looking forward to taking some time to review it. Kotaro Nishima with City. In 2020, Kotaro Nishima's fans got to experience a new side of his. His solo debut came as a surprise for me. Seriously, solo artist was the last thing I was thinking Nishima would venture to. He's done a good job in Zul, but I wasn't expecting for him to actually challenge himself and tackle a solo career. Quite bold and, at the same time, something that made me more interested in his solo career. Due to the Covid-19 pandemic, he had a pretty delayed debut. When the announcement was made in May, he already had the music video for Mahiro Doki no Stella pre-recorded from the pre-Covid-19 era. I can only guess that his solo debut was meant to be made in early 2020, but then things derailed and since the debut was already scheduled for 2020, Lantis had to make the announcement as bad as the timing was. Announcing the release of his debut single early in 2020 but only releasing the mini-album late in the year was quite weird and unexpected, but so was 2020. Still, City was well received by his fans and it counts with songs penned by Kotaro Nishima, yet another different side to his talented self. Commenter Yura Yuto said, Even though it's his first release, most of the tracks are great to listen. Sometimes I come back and vibe to the tracks. Thank you for your comment, I haven't reviewed this mini-album, although I have been meaning to. Seeing how well it was received and how overseas fans seem to have enjoyed it make me look forward to reviewing it even more. Yura Yuto, thanks for not spoiling the album for me. Toshki Masuda with Diver Toshki Masuda is yet another male seiyuu that had a pretty big year 
yet at the same time pretty quiet year in the music industry. The talented voice actor, model, stage actor and singer released his first full-length album, Diver, early on in 2020 and was well received by his fans. I love this debut single, this one, but the silence that followed between it and Diver wasn't particularly good to build up hype for his solo career. Such a long pause is never good for any rookie solo artist, much less of Seiyuu background. Just look at Tasuko Hatanaka that is still trying to find his groove after having rather long periods without releasing music. Masuda is really talented as a singer, having improved by leaps and bounds since his shaky performances back in 2013 with marginal number 4. He's got a solid vibrato, a growly touch to his mid-tones and is consistent throughout. Commenter K says, Underrated album that showed a different side to Toshki Masuda as an artist. Thanks for your comment. Uh, I am really curious about this album. Uh, once again, another CD in my pile of shame of CDs left to review that is carrying over from 2020 to 2021. Looking forward to review it, but seeing as Masuda is all about fancy pop rock, I am pretty sure I will enjoy it. Shugo Nakamura with Colorful Shugo Nakamura had quite the busy year. He released his second single, Colorful, and the digital single, Hono. Oh he continues to feed his fans with sweet lyrics and warm performances time and time again. This was a difficult choice, but the single you fell in love with the most in 2020 was Colorful. Colorful is a must-listen release, even if you are not too big on acoustic music, which is Nakamura's strength. The way Shugo Nakamura handholds the listener and goes out on a journey with you is more than welcoming. Add to it that his music is heartwarming and made with a lot of care, noticeable in the lyrics and melodies composed and written by himself, and you get a release that you can listen at all times and not tire of it. Commenter Reiko said, The vibes, man. The vibes are so, so good. Thanks for your comment. Uh, Nakamura's music is overflowing with good vibes. I was talking with a Seiyuu fan a couple of weeks ago and the common feeling people have when listening to his music is that Nakamura is always having such a great time. There's a really good energy to his music that makes whatever he's performing overflow with good vibes. He's still pretty underrated, if you haven't checked his music, please do give him a chance. He's got all his music available on Spotify, so no need to worry about where to find it. Toshiki Toyanaga, Oyozuregoto The OG singer-songwriter among male seiyuu and undisputed best singer among male seiyuu had quite the calm year in the music industry. We all have to agree that when music is created solely to be featured in Otome games, it usually tends to be too dry or plain in its delivery. So when I heard that Oyozuregoto was going to include two songs featured in an Otome game, I wasn't too thrilled. 
Thankfully, Toyonaga changed things around a little bit. Toshiki Toyonaga released in 2020 the single Oyozuregoto and once again impressed with his music sense and outstanding quality on the vocal end. Both tracks ended up sounding refreshingly different from what you could expect in an Otome game. Worth noting that both songs have such a high quality, arrangement and mixing were outstanding for this release that I can't help but to geek about the mic quality. The vocals are crisp. Commenter Blue Moon said, Mr. Toyonage is a singer-songwriter, he wrote great songs and of course he sings well. Thank you for your comment. Is there anything Toyonage can't do as a singer? His technique is off the charts, he's got a good vocal range and his compositions plus lyrics are always interesting to enjoy and analyze. Makoto Furukawa with From Fairytale One of the best and most expressive singers among male seiyuu, Makoto Furukawa went all in and released his first full-length album from Fairytale. Jazz in full swing, awesome passionate vocals, witty lyrics and a vast emotional range are just some of Furukawa's greeting cards. Yet it is pretty weird how he is still incredibly underrated as a singer and lyricist. From Fairytale is your favorite CD by Furukawa in 2020. And I can understand why. Been a long time since I had that much fun listening to a two-act album. Love the imagery and the soundscapes created for this album. Satoru Kuwabara, the composer for this album, went the extra mile to capture the perfect jazz sound that you'd get during a soiree at Blue Note Jazz Bar in Tokyo. And Makoto Furukawa added the magic to it with clever lyrics and passionate vocals. Commenter Anonymous said, The theme for the album is unique, each song has a different type of music, and perfectly fit with Makoto's unique vibrato. Thank you for your comment. On topic with the unique theme, many of you left comments saying how this album felt like a fairy tale unfolding. I believe so, and the two-act format in the album thoroughly helped fleshing out that feeling. The mastering was well done as well, making all songs flow as chapters in a story. In case you're wondering, From Fairytale is one of the best albums released in 2020. Shunichi Toki with True Geyser Shunichi Toki revisited the 60s and the 70s for his first mini-album, True Geyser. Fans were excited about this new direction in Toki's solo career, tackling a sound and style that he'd never tried before. The mini-album was well received by his fans and added another layer of versatility to his career. Commenter Kinako said, Toki-san keeps impressing with his singing ability and versatility. This CD feels more pop than his previous releases. The songs are easy to the ear and have catchy tunes. I also applaud that he sings a song fully in English which requires extra effort and practice. 
I can feel his love for music seep through in Truegazer. I hope to see how his style develops and what he has in store for the future. Thank you for your comment, still haven't reviewed the mini-album, but so far, the only thing that has prevented me from fully enjoying Toki's music as a solo act is that he doesn't have a defined style or sound and that the music being composed to him has been a bit of a hit or miss at times. Vocals alone is among my favorite singers, but the music hasn't kept up with his talent so far. However, seeing this kind of praise makes me positively excited for the review that I have yet to write. Masatomo Nakazawa, Tales of World's End, Sese Dodo Masatomo Nakazawa took a big step in 2020 by making his solo debut under Marine Entertainment. His fans were pretty excited about the release of his first single, Tales of World's End, Sese Dodo, yet when it came to physical sales, the single didn't sell more than 1000 copies, which is worrying, especially for a debut. Commenter Reiko said, so proud to see him blossoming as an artist. Thanks for the comment, curious about how he sounded in this single. I am only familiar with his singing as part of Clarity, and from what I've heard, he's got potential in him. Shotawai with Bad End Shotawai may have had a pretty quiet year in terms of music releases, but Bad End made quite the massive impression. I still recall listening to Existence when I was reviewing it and I kept staring at my PC screen completely in awe with how refreshing and unique the song was in Aoi's repertoire. Most fans, however, are big fans of the title track, Bad End, that was featured as the ending theme for the comedy or isekai anime My Next Life as a Villainess All Roots Lead to Doom. Commenter Victoria said, Personally, it's because Bad End was the first release I listened to when I found out about Shotan and became a fan of him, so it's like it has a special place in my heart. And because of the concept and the songs, I really love it. Also, the song Bad End makes me feel good, energized and motivated because of the song's message. Thank you for your message and welcome to the fandom. I can only imagine how excited you must have been later checking out Shota's previously released singles and albums. He's got such a robust repertoire and his singing, his singing is heavenly good. Hope you enjoy his solo career and also his voice acting career as he's the pretty talented and passionate individual deserving of all the love and support you can give him. Wataru Hatano Never End Summer, the single. Wataru Hatano went under the radar for many fans with both his digital and physical singles. Never End Summer was firstly released as a digital single in the summer and later was released as a physical release, counting with the awesome Vivid Junction. I've talked plenty about Vivid Junction on episode 22 of See You Lounge, 
and I bet that I will be talking about it soon in a special episode, so I won't dive into it in detail again. I'll just say, come travel with Hatano to the 80s and experiencing a future you haven't lived. Yes, this is Synthwave in a nutshell, the revival of the 80s exploring a distant future. Never in Summer, the physical single, is your pick of the favorite release in 2020. Commenter Abigitsune said, The Neverend Summer song is bouncy and fun. It's perfect for the summer many of us missed this year. Also, Watcha is outrageously cute in both the MV and the mini fitness video he put out to advertise the song. His energy is infectious and you can't help but to want to dance along. The second song, Vivid Junction, is an adventurous 80s song that invokes the image of lasers and neon colors. Thank you for your comment. Also, awesome flash review of the single. Seeing how passionate you are about Hatano's music puts a smile to my face. This man deserves all the support and love you can give him outrageously underrated yet a stellar solo artist with quite the range and technique in his arsenal. Really hope more people take the time to check Never End Summer, as odd as the release's timing was and be mesmerized by the dreamy soundscapes he gave life to. Yumochida with Over Uchida's fans were quite divided when it came to pick their favorite CD released in 2020. Yumo Uchida was quite active in 2020, releasing two singles, Over and Image, and an English version of his debut single, New World. While still an R&B pop artist, Yumo Uchida experimented with rock and hip-hop, giving way for awesome, refreshing results. Over stood out as the best single of his in 2020 for me, as well as your favorite counting with 40% of the votes. Commenter Raz said, This was tough because I absolutely love New World. It's one of my favorite Yuma songs and I sincerely applaud him for releasing an English version. I really like Over though. The rock sound is great and Yuma's voice is super on point so with those two things combined, Over managed to nudge its way slightly above the two other singles. Thanks for the comment. I go in the same line of thought as you. The English version was kind of unexpected, but Yuma really impressed. His pronunciation was clear throughout and he kept the same energy of the original while performing the song in a language that is not his native one. Massive kudos here. Over really stood out for how refreshing it is within his repertoire. Everything about this single is new, the rock with that intensity and the rapping. Not to take any credit away from Image, also a really good single with what I consider to be Yuma's best song of the year in its title track, but overtakes the crown. Gakuto Kajiwara, A Walk Gakuto Kajiwara made his solo debut in 2020 under AVEX, music label that houses Wataru Hatano and the popular Paradox Live franchise 
in which he is the leader of the fancy hip-hop team, Bay. With only three years of career as a voice actor under his belt, Kajiwara turned into the youngest voice actor to make a solo debut. Usually, voice actors make their solo debuts when they are in their seventh year in their career, so for Kajiwara to make a debut that early on in his career was quite surprising. Is this a sign that things are changing and we'll get to see more rookie voice actors venturing to the music industry almost simultaneously as their debuts as voice actors? It's a bit worrying, because it will seem like those individuals only use voice acting as a stepping stone for something different, and that's something being uh, a career in the music industry. I don't know if it sounds good to you, for me it doesn't. That's why I enjoyed, in a way, the fact that only Seiyu with a certain experience made solo debuts. Kudos to Kajiwara for making a solo debut so early on in his career. A Walk was quite the surprising single, exploring rock and ballads with awesome results. I was not familiar with his singing tone, had only heard him in Bay, and was pleasantly surprised with how different he sounds as a solo artist. Bonus points that he is performing rock, something that easily attracts my attention. Commenter Seta said, I am a fan of Gakun since I heard him as Suzaku. Since then, I have been following his career and watch his YouTube channel where he shares music covers. I fell in love even more with him. He's got such a great singing voice. Thank you for your comments, that seems to be the general feeling about Gakto. Talented and versatile. He's managed to not go the rap hip-hop route for his solo project, distancing himself from his work in Paradox Live, and instead showing what his music, his voice sounds like. Hiroshimono with We Go Hiroshimono released an ambitious full-length album with We Go. Rock and pop were a big presence in this album. For those that took the time to check it out, the music video for the title track was recorded in London before the worldwide lockdown due to COVID-19. Commenter Reiko said I loved his musical direction of this album. A lot of songs were an unexpected style for him to sing, but he nailed them. Thank you for your comment, I will be upfront. As far as singing tones go, I am not a fan of Hiroshimono's higher yet raspy one, thus I never really got into his music. But the rock sound he had going in his first singles was pretty awesome. Seeing as Reiko mentioned that there are unexpected songs with different styles, it sparked my interest and I may give it a go at listening to the album. Miurino Life Is Miurino's third full-length album went almost under the radar. Life Is was released in November 2020 and had a pretty lukewarm reception by Irino's fans in Japan which I found it to be quite strange. 
Irino is genuinely a good singer with a lot of talent as well as a lyricist. After the releases of Freedom and Live Your Dream, single and mini album that I love, I can't wait to dive in and review Life Is. Despite the odd reception in Japan when it came to physical copies, overseas fans were over the moon about this album. Commenter Shinoa said, This full album is a true masterpiece that manifests the kindness in Muirino's admirable personality. Thank you for your comments. Fans are indeed a reflection of their idols. You can feel the love for Irino in this comment and how much he is appreciated. And it makes me even more excited to review the album. And that's it for the Solo Artists Awards. Next episode I will go over the bands and Seiyu units. Thank you to all of you that listened to this episode from start to finish. Thank you as well to everyone who participated in the Hand That Feeds HQ Awards. 2020 was an awesome year for CU with careers as solo artists. That is a given. There were no barriers for creativity, as the year actually encouraged solo artists to go outside of their comfort zone and create plus distribute their music in the most unique and unexpected ways. This episode of Seo Lounge only features the solo artists because it would go over one hour if I were to add the bands and Seo units to it. To avoid boring you, uh, the bands and Seo units carry over to the next episode, so despite the results being well known by then, I still hope that you tune in if not for the results, at least for the commentary on each choice. Now tell me, if you had the power to pick a CU to make a solo debut in 2021, who would you choose and why? Let me know in the comments below. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the Hand That Feeds HQ's weekly mail CU and music-related content, hit the subscribe button. I'll return next week with another episode of Seiyu Lounge. Thank you for listening and see you guys around.